98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. It's the part of the show where you are guaranteed we are going to go over the top stories of the day, give you our quick hit reactions to everything going on in sports, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. According to reports on the NFL Network, and then I believe confirmed by you as well, Josh Rosen is not expected to play tomorrow in finale, the preseason fit. In the game, he is he's going to be out. It's I, I don't know that it's necessarily just the thumb injury. I think part of it is just that you know this is a really bad team that they and, and you know it, it's a it's a bad game for him to play in because they're not going to play a lot of the starters. Okay, so Josh Rosen will not play tomorrow around the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers got paid 4 years, 134 million dollar contract extension, 103 million in total guarantees. That's a record. An annual average value of 33 and a half. That's a record. He is going to get $67 million by the end of this calendar year. He's also going to get another $13 million before St. Patrick's Day of 2019. That's $80 million he's Oof. guaranteed to get between now and March 17th of next year, Gambo. Yeah, you know, you look at some of these contracts that are going on. I mean, T- Todd Gurley's contract with $45 million guaranteed. Uh, you just had the Odell Beckham Jr. contract this past week, $65 million guaranteed. And, of course, now Aaron Rodgers. One of the best quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo this year, you know, got $74 million guaranteed. Alex Smith got 71 guaranteed. A lot of quarterbacks getting paid. The New York Jets sent Teddy Bridgewater to the New Orleans Saints. That, according to multiple reports today, the Saints are going to give up a third-round pick as compensation in that deal. He is now slated to back up future Hall of Famer Drew Brees, and you would imagine the Saints rationalized it by saying, hey, we're going to give up a third-round pick. We believe Teddy Bridgewater could be our quarterback of the future whenever the day comes that Drew Brees is going to retire. Yeah, listen, it makes a lot of sense. He's 25 years old. I mean, he's 25 years old, and he's kind of proven in this camp that he's healthy again. So it does make sense for the Saints with Drew Brees' age to say, hey, let's take, let's give up a third-round pick and get Teddy Bridgewater, and he could be the future quarterback after Drew Brees retires. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network is reporting that after that trade, and we knew this, but we now know it, Sam Darnold is going to be the week one starter for the New York Jets when they take on Which Detroit will Lions. make him the youngest starter in the history of the National Football League for a week one game. Yep, absolutely. And the second youngest to start any game regardless of date. It is a remarkable accomplishment for him. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we'll talk about them specifically in a moment, and to Clay Buckholz in just a moment. Tonight, game three of their three-game set against the San Francisco Giants. Zach Godley, Derek Rodriguez, Pudge's kid, pitched well. getting the start tonight. He has pitched, pitched a really pitched, good pitching matchup tonight. Pitched really well. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a Godley fan, so I believe he's going to be able to bounce back after those last two outings. And that is the 4 o'clock reset. The Clubhouse Call-In with Burns and Gambo. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Proud partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Visit SandersonFord.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. And our Clubhouse Call-In takes us to AT&T Park, where the Diamondbacks are getting ready to take on the Giants tonight. And joining us right now... 
The clubhouse call-in featuring last night's starter who has been nothing short of magnificent since his time here with the D-backs. Clay Buckholt, seven innings, five hits, no runs last night, struck out three, lowered his season ERA to 2.07, joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Clay, I wish it was under better circumstances, but thanks for coming on for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Clay, I'm, uh, I, I was talking with my good buddy Kurt Schilling uh, earlier this morning. We, we, we talked, we, we've stayed in touch for uh, all the years. He's a big fan of yours and, uh, you know, says he knows you very, very well and uh, said a lot of good things about you. When, when you were in Boston, uh, when, when Kurt was there, did you learn a lot from him in those early years? <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, at that point in time, that, that whole roster was just made of a bunch of veteran guys and uh, – sort of scary you know like you watch these guys pitch growing up and and play you know ortiz veritech and uh when i got called up i i I just sat there and didn't speak unless i was spoken to so that's sort of how i went about it the first three years and um yeah when shill was there i I just tried to watch and see what he did you know obviously knew who he was watched him pitch a lot pitched in some big time games so it's uh i did i did talk to him and and everything like that, but it was more I sat there and I watched him do what he did. I watched his routines, and, um, yeah, I tried to tried to learn from him, pick his brain whenever I could, but like I said, uh, it was a, it was an intimidating clubhouse for me <laughs> right when I got called up, so I just I tried to learn by, by I'm getting, visually. I'm getting a kick out of this. You literally went, you went three years without speaking unless spoken to? Oh, uh, yeah, just, just about. <laughs> It was the, the game changed a little bit. That's insane! Wow, <laughs> yeah, that no, is was, just absolutely crazy. Yeah, I tried. Well, let, I tried let's talk about the season. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about the season you're having. I mean, what a bounce back year! First time you're healthy in like three years. You got to feel like this is, you know, some of the best pitching you've done in, in quite some time. I mean, we feel very confident every time that you take the ball and you take the mound, and you're going to give this team an opportunity to win. And I'm sure that's what you wanted to get back to, being what you were, because this is, you are having one of those seasons that we remember you when you were great. That's the type of season you're having right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, this, this game's tough, regardless if, if you're healthy or, or not. It's But it's, you know, whenever you go out there and it's, it's struggling to, to be healthy and any particular day there could be one or two pitches that, you know, you just it doesn't feel good to throw, and that's sort of what I, what I was going through. I tried to tried to battle through it a couple of years, and you know, eventually it it it, uh, it brought me to a halt, and I had to had to get some stuff fixed. But yeah, you know, this is a uh, it's it's tough to look back, and and sometimes I wish that I would have just had surgery three years ago, but you know, didn't do that. But yeah, this is a uh, it's 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 been it's been a good run, good club, obviously, and. Uh, yeah, we need to start winning some ball games here down the stretch because it's, uh, it's it's sort of getting short of time. Yeah, Clay Buckholtz joining us here on the clubhouse, calling on the Burns and Gambo show. I'm sure you've been asked this before, so I apologize if you're repeating yourself. But but if you could identify one thing, one factor, one reason why you've been able to have the success that you've had this year, or a turning point that allowed you to have the success that you've had this year, what would that be, Clay? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of things, uh, but you know, right now it's, it's, I'm, I'm able to mix four pitches, uh, really in any count. And that's what I've sort of prided myself on, 
over my career. I could I, there's I could throw multiple pitches for strikes, and the way the game is now, you mistakes are, are magnified by a lot, especially whenever it's a close game and you know being on the road, being in a pennant race, uh, everything's magnified. So I my my whole outlook on it is to go out there and and compete for from the start and. You know, when I, whenever I get into trouble and, and there's guys on base, just try to minimize damage. And instead of letting letting the other team have that big inning and snowballing on you, I'm I'm going out there and I'm trying to trying to keep the hitters off balance and basically, you know, not not let them put the fat part of the bat on the ball. And uh, you know, as of right now, that's we're having we're having some success doing that with with the with the catchers where we roll out there every day. Well, you're having a lot of success, uh, a lot of success, and you've probably set yourself up to, you know, um, you know, continue to pitch in the major leagues and uh, continue this career that you've had. Have you thought about coming back to the Diamondbacks? Would you like to be back with the Diamondbacks next year? You are a free agent when this season ends. Yeah, you know, uh, I haven't honestly hadn't hadn't really spoke to to my agent about it at all. It's uh, I'm I'm more the guy that's pitching for right now. I'm not I'm not pitching for next year. I'm I'm pitching to help this team win win a championship, and that's uh, I think that's what everybody's mindset should be. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, absolutely, it's it's a great spot. I know I know a lot of the people uh, from from Boston. You know, Mike Hazen, uh, Jared Porter, obviously Tory. I've known I've known Dave Magadan for a long time, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good spot, man. They've they've done they've done a really good job with uh with the crop that that's come up in the minor leagues and, and some free agent signings to to make this team a special team. And uh, yeah, I think I think being here for for however long after this that that would not that would not bother me one bit. Awesome. I think uh, I think the feeling's mutual. I think they'd like to have you back. Were you shocked that the Kansas City Royals didn't call you up as well as you pitched in the minor leagues? Their loss was the Diamondbacks' gain, but those, as well as you pitched, I, I'm, I am really surprised that they didn't give you a shot to be a part of that rotation. Yeah, I mean, at, at first I was, but then whenever, whenever you look at everything, I, I think they already had uh, a mindset of they were going to let their young guys that they had have an opportunity to pitch and play, and you know that's, that that's, that happens. That's part of the game. Uh, the game's getting younger every year, I think, and. Uh, yeah, they didn't really know what they were getting from me coming off of coming off of surgery. So uh, even throwing the ball well in, in the minor leagues, you know that doesn't that doesn't always translate into the, into the big leagues. And uh, they, I'm, I'm sure they, I think they wanted to call me up, but they they told me that they wanted me to be flexible with my role, and I sort of knew what that meant. That was probably starting out in the bullpen and then being the first guy in line for for a starting spot, and then. You know that just didn't make sense to me at the time. Uh, at the point in my career where I'm at, it, I, I pushed and battled to get back to the point to to be a starter in the big leagues, and uh, I didn't want all that time to just be wasted to to go to the bullpen. If that happens further in my, further down the road in my career, so be it. I've done it before, and I think I can do it again. But uh, I feel like I'm I'm still a starting pitcher at the major league level. Yeah. Uh, Clay, we appreciate the time. We're very happy for the success that you've uh, had this year. It's been a joy to watch. Uh, congratulations on a fine season. I know you guys are, are looking for one big time tonight against San Francisco. So good luck tonight to the team, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, Clay. Clay Buckholz joining us on the Clubhouse call-in here on the Burns and Gambo Show. would like show. to be back.
he would be like to be back. We'll see money-wise how that works out. The Arizona Cardinals roster is beginning to come into focus, and we had a homework assignment for John Gambadoro last night, and he delivered. Did he deliver? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. So we are live today at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. We're here on 40th Street in Indian School in the General Arcadia area. You are invited and join us today. Happy hour is underway. It's from 3 until 6. Appetizers, domestic beer specials, great deals right now. Uh, It's Pimp Your Burger Wednesday. Build your own burger every Wednesday. Unlimited toppings for only $12 all day long. Uh, With the football season right around the corner, this cold beers and cheeseburgers open at 9 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. That includes this Saturday with the start of college football. Can't wait, by the way. Uh, ASU. uh, Yeah, ASU. Play this Saturday. Oh, Auburn and uh, Washington this weekend. Auburn, Washington, right off the bat. Louisville, Alabama. Michigan, Notre Dame. There's some games this weekend. Oh, there are some games. Yep. Saturday, $4 Coors Light mugs at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. Uh, great weekend specials as well with mimosas and Bloody Marys and things along those lines. They open at 9 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Breakfast served until uh, noon. We've got one pair of ASU football tickets left. One pair. The next person to come in and see us wearing an ASU shirt or an ASU hat will win that pair and then we're out. We'll let you know when we're out. So come by and see us 40th Street and Indian School in the Arcadia area. We'll be here until 6 o'clock on the Burns and Gambo Show. I am impressed. We gave you a homework assignment last night uh, and given that it was your second wedding anniversary I didn't think you were going to do it but then I've never known you to back down from a challenge. So I'm not surprised hey. at all that you did it. Yeah, today. it's it's not really something that's kind of up my alley. I've never li- I've been, let's put together a 53-man, uh, you know, roster preview of what we think it's going to be. And you just wait for it to come out. We talk about it. We, But you actually uh, you put me to the test. You wanted me to give you 53. Well, so I kind of went through it I, and, 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 you know. Try to come as close as I can to what I think it's going to be. It, it started yesterday. We were going through Josh Weinfuss's projection of the 53-man roster. He's the Cardinals beat writer for ESPN. And you were kind of, not you weren't taking him to task by any stretch, but you were saying, this, I don't think so. I think this is going to happen there. And I kind of said, well, I'd love for you to come up with your own. You know, My own 53-man okay, roster. So, yeah. so you did. Now I did. We, we have determined here on the Burns and Gambo show. Oh, we've determined, and, and, okay. And by we, I mean me. You, right? you've determined. I haven't a, even consulted with Jordan. A grading us. system? Yes, a grading system. Right. Okay? Yeah. Uh, if you get 53, 52, or 51 right, you get an A. Okay, so I can get, okay. So 53, 52, or 51 correct, you will get an A. Uh, 50, 49, or 48, you will get a B. 47, 46, or 45, you will get a C. Hey, this Does not, that seem fair? Yeah, I just this is hard, man. This is, there's a lot of guys that are on the bubble. <laughs> there's a, there are, a bubble here, man. There are a lot of guys on the bubble. I should have tried this last year. It might have been a lot easier. This is this one's not easy. But I, all right. So how many can I get wrong to get an A? What does that mean? I can get three wrong or two wrong? Uh, none, one, or two. So I can't, So the most I can get wrong is two. To get an A. The Jeez. most you can get wrong is two. Make getting an A hard. Oh, yeah. That's why they call it an A. Man. What do you think? We hand these 
you think we're some diploma factory over here? What do you think? You're going to North Carolina and taking one of those classes they offered their yeah. student athletes there? We make yeah, this tough only on get you, two, Only get two wrong. You, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, we're, we're well, how would that grade out? I mean, I, don't, I, I think you're wrong here in your grading system. I think 50, 50, 51 out of 53, what's the percentage on that? It's probably higher than 90%, but that's Damn, okay. We're, we're making you. it. Uh, you ready to go? How many quarterbacks? Three, Sam Bradford, Mike Glennon, Josh Rosen. How many running backs? Four, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, TJ Logan, Derek Coleman. No Elijah no, Penny. No Elijah Penny. He's, got a, he, he's eligible for the practice squad, so I'm only going with the four running backs. Wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Chad Williams, J.J. Nelson, reluctantly. <laughs> Bryce Butler, Trent Sherfield. No Greg Little. I did not have Greg Little on the list. I think he blew his chance in this last preseason game uh, against Dallas. But J.J. Nelson, yes. I got J.J. Nelson on the team, reluctantly, I said, reluctantly. That will be one of those, and, and uh, I'm taking a rule that you had said earlier when we talked about this. I'll stop here for just a second and throw in a commentary. I would imagine that when cutdowns come down on Saturday, if there's a receiver they like out there that they can make a claim on, sure. I wonder if J.J. Nelson will have the staying power to survive that. No, I think the first guy gone on that list is probably J.J. Nelson because Trent Sherfield plays good special teams. Tight end. Jermaine Gresham, who I'm telling you will not be put on the pup list. I'm not expecting him to be on the pup list. A lot of people are asking. Ricky Seals-Jones, Gabe Holmes. Okay. Offensive line. Let's go with the five starters. Justin Pugh, D.J. Humphreys, Mason Cole, Mike Upati, Andre Smith. Now I'm going my backups. I'm going John Wetzel, Evan Bame. Corey Cunningham, who I've heard a lot of good things about Corey Cunningham. They like Corey Cunningham. And then Daniel Munyer, even though he had that first game where he snapped everything into the ground, um, picking Daniel Munyer. But I do think that he'll probably be the first guy out because I think they got an added offensive lineman, and I think Munyer could be the first guy out. Looking at a depth chart of the Arizona Cardinals, the three names leave out in that regard. Will Holden, the Gone. former sixth-round pick. Gone. Uh, Josh Allen, who I have as kind of the second-team guard right now. And Vinston Painter, an offensive lineman I remember they re-signed uh, back in the spring, kind of running with the third team right now. Those would be the three guys that you would have not on and the I, offensive and line. And I think that out of that group I had, I think one of those guys will be gone too. Let's do defense. Okay, defense. Uh, linebackers. So they, for some they, reason you started with linebackers, not defensive linemen. The linebackers. Dayon Buchanan. Okay. Hassan Reddick, uh-huh. Gerald Hodges, Josh Bynes, Scooby Wright. Uh, the big surprise there would be what? No Edmund Robinson. Uh, and other than that, it looks like you would have most of the ones. Gardeck is a guy who probably, you talk about bubble guys, who earned one of those last few spots. I got him in. He's played on special teams. I've got him in. He'd be one of you. Like if we were doing March Madness. He'd be one of, one of your of last, last teams four in. in. Yep. He's one of the last four He's one in. of your last four, right? Yep. Dennis yep. Gardeck's got to be one of your last four in, I would think. Defensive line. Marcus Golden, Chandler Jones, Jockey Smith, Rodney Gunter, Robert Kimdichi, Corey Peters, Vontarius Dora. That's a tremendous preseason. Olsen Pierre, Benson Mayowa. Okay. I do think they will look to add a defensive end on cutdown days, so that could spell goodbye to one of those two defensive ends. So no Arthur Motes. He's hurt. No Motes. Uh, and that would be the only kind of shocks there. Cornerback. Uh, Cornerback. Ooh, this was a this was interesting the first time we did this. Go ahead. Patrick Peterson, Benway Benwickery, Jamar Taylor, Brandon Williams, 
Dietrich no, Nicole, uh, Nichols. Dietrich Nichols. Nichols. You so I changed at the last minute and went with Nichols when I originally was going to go with um, one of Chris the other Campbell. Corners. Campbell. I was going to go with Chris Campbell. Auburn. So I've got him cutting one of their draft picks and going with Nichols as the corner. Safety. Bethea, Baker, Trey Boston, Rudy Ford, Ezekiel Turner. Okay. And then Aaron Brewer, Phil Dawson, Andy Lake. Got to imagine on that list guys like Nichols, Bubble Guy, Turner, Bubble Guy, Brandon Williams. Is he is he one of your last four in, if you were cl- uh, categorizing as that? If I said Brandon Williams is one no. of your last four in. No? No. So he's, he's safe-ish. Their third, he's their third best special teams player. Mm. And even though he's not a good cornerback, he's just too reliable on special teams to not have him on the, on the, on the roster. All right, we will see how you grade out on Saturday afternoon. If you are headed to the Cardinals-Broncos game tomorrow, don't forget to bring non-perishable food items to benefit Operation Santa Claus. Donation boxes will be located at all entry points at University of Phoenix Stadium on game day. Donate and help feed a family in need. Visit givetotheclaws.com for should, details. I should get an A if I get 50. A hard grading system right I'll, there. I'll discuss it with myself. What's a hard grading system? During the break. Yeah. We've seen an increase in NFL trades this offseason. Today, that extended to the quarterbacks. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Andy, what you got for us today? Well, I got two because one, th- one of the topics you guys were covering earlier made me think of this, so we put it out there. Do you feel like tonight's D-backs game against the Giants is a must-win? 83% say yes. <laughs> 17% say no. Okay. The hey, other one. going to be a must-win coming up. Oh. Oh. I'm just going to comment. There's going to be a must-win coming up, but it's not tonight's game. All right, Andy, what's the other one? Are you okay with the D-backs sitting A.J. Pollock and David Peralta a few times down the stretch this season? 23% say yes, keep them rested. 77% say no, we need them every day. Surprise, 23% said yes, that they're comfortable with it. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised it's that high. I'm surprised 23% said yes on that. Yeah, I just think there's a, I mean, obviously, there's a point where you just kind of like, okay, this is it. you got to be in go-for-it mode. I mean, you've done all the resting and making sure that guys are ready for this moment. This right. is the moment that you've kind of prepared everybody to, to go for it now. Yeah. Uh, those are the poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, at Burns and Gambo on Twitter is where you can find us, and we appreciate you following us. You appreciate uh, you liking some of our tweets, at Burns and Gambo on Twitter, and we can interact with you there as well. The big story, and Andy mentioned it in his update just a second ago, coming out of the NFL today, Aaron Rodgers signing a, agreeing to, I should say, a massive contract extension with the Green Bay Packers, one that will pay him $103 million in real guaranteed money. It's a four-year extension. It could be worth upwards of $187 million. He hasn't married Danica Patrick yet, right? No. Okay, good. No, he is. He is. Good. Make sure you get that signing bonus before any marriage comes in there, Aaron. <laughs> um, one that yeah. will pay him $80 million in guaranteed money by St. Patrick's Day of next year. It is, and and that Olivia Munn is not happy right now. No, she's like, oh man, what was I thinking? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't her. I have no idea. 
Maybe it was him who broke up with her. Right? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I whatever. I don't yeah, know. I'm just saying Olivia Munn's not happy uh, looking at that contract. Either way, uh, Aaron Rodgers, a contract that it's hard to look at his success. It's hard to look at the games that he's won. The fact that they missed the playoffs last year for the first time since, what, 2008, I think, was the stat I saw today. It's hard to look at it and say he does not deserve every dime of that. He is a great quarterback. He There are franchise, there are garden-variety franchise quarterbacks, and then there are franchise guys. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever play this game. He deserves every penny, every penny of that. There's no, there's, I mean, there's no question when you get a guy like this, and this is the, the fun part about it, this is what you're hoping for, and this is what the Bills are hoping for with Josh Allen, and the, and the Browns are hoping for with Baker Mayfield, and what the Cardinals are hoping for with Rosen, and the Jets with Darnold, and I'm sorry if I missed anybody, but uh, you're hoping you get that guy. You're hoping you get that guy that could be here for 20 years. He's been here for 14 years. This is his 14th year. He got drafted in 2005. It's 2018. And he's still the quarterback, and they keep signing him to count. He's, he's signed through 2023. He's going to be there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, he's literally going to be there for 20 years. How many quarterbacks they've drafted since they drafted him in 2005? Not a ton. Yeah, not many. They haven't really needed to. Not many. Nope. I mean, it's, I, I was fascinated by this because I actually went and kind of looked at it. And, you know, and, and that's the thing because I, I talked a lot about Josh Rosen. And if Rosen could be a franchise quarterback, how the Cardinals may literally go – the entire decade of the 2020s without really drafted a quarterback to be their starter. Mm-hmm. Since he's been drafted in 2005, they have drafted a total of five quarterbacks. Okay, two of them were in the fifth round, two of them were in the seventh round. I mean, guys that take a flyer on a guy to maybe be a backup, or maybe a guy you could trade. They drafted B.J. Coleman in the seventh round, Hunley in the fifth round, Matt Flynn in the seventh round, and Ingle Martin in the fifth round. The only quarterback that was drafted higher than that was in 2008 when Aaron Rodgers was just kind of getting into the league, just starting to replace Brett Favre. They drafted Brian Brom in the second round. But literally, they've, they've five total quarterbacks in 14 years, two of them in the fifth round, two of them in the seventh round. Yep. They haven't had to spend quality draft picks on a quarterback since they've had Aaron Rodgers. That is a major luxury for a general manager to just go fill other needs because you don't have to worry about quarterbacks. Since becoming the starter of the Packers in 2008, Aaron Rodgers remarkably has missed only 18 games. Of those 18 games, the Packers have won only six of them. In the games that he starts, Green Bay is 94 and 48. That's a 662 winning percentage. Matthew Stafford is a franchise quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the dude. He's the man. I mean, they're just not all franchise quarterbacks are created equal. Aaron Rodgers is just in a different category. He's that good. Uh, it was a busy day for quarterback. Go ahead. What were we going to say yeah, real I mean, quick? Listen, Rodgers? there's only so many elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's one of them. Yeah. And I don't know why I keep thinking Stafford. Stafford's a good quarterback. It's just he's not that, well. he's not yeah, that level. We just we say franchise quarterback, and sometimes we throw that term around a little bit loosely. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just in a completely different category. Um, a trend that goes all the way back to before the draft, at the start of free agency, kind of continued itself today. Trades in the NFL. Lots of trades. Teddy Bridgewater got traded from the Jets to the Saints. Uh, Brett Hundley got traded from the Packers to the Seahawks. You go back and look at how trades have defined this offseason, whether it was Alex Smith, Marcus Peters, Robert Quinn, Michael Bennett. Aqib Tlaib, Torrey Smith, Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Kaiser, on and on and on and on. Uh, you mentioned Trevor Simeon earlier. Uh, Cordy Glenn was a guy who got traded. 
it's been a trade tsunami in the NFL this year, and that continued today with a couple of moves. Teddy Bridgewater going to the Saints being the most noteworthy of Yeah, those listen, moves. I think this is a great move. He's 25 years old. He proved that he's uh, healthy in this uh, preseason so far. New Orleans has a very old and aging Drew Brees who's still great. But now you go and you get yourself a quarterback that could be the future. I mean, he could be the future. You may like him enough to where you keep him. Um, yeah, Brett Hundley to Seattle for a sixth rounder. You know, not you know, not as you know, not as big a deal. Um, but the, you know, you look at the quarterbacks that have been traded. The Browns traded Cody Kessler. The Browns uh, also traded Kevin Hogan. And you see Brett Hundley get traded. Bridgewater get traded. Alex Smith got traded. Trevor Simeon got traded. Deshaun Kaiser got traded. Tyrod Taylor got traded. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks got traded. I mean, it was a very busy year. But the one that stands out, obviously, is the Bridgewater. We'll all keep our eye on Teddy Bridgewater. He was going to be the franchise quarterback in Minnesota. That had one of the most devastating injuries we've ever seen. Uh, took him out. He's worked his way back. This is a great deal for both teams. Because you got to remember, the Jets only invested a million dollars in Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams will do that in a heartbeat. you got a third-round pick for a million bucks. So that's all they paid him so yeah. far is a million dollars. Magnificent move for the New York Jets. Absolutely. And, and a very interesting move for the Saints because they gave up their first-rounder to get Marcus Davenport, a third-rounder now to get Teddy Bridgewater. They've given up some draft capital to be able to get some players. We'll see how it works out for them. The only reason it's interesting with Hundley is that they're one Russell Wilson injury away from Brett Hundley being their quarterback. I mean, he is now the backup in Seattle. Right. So if something happens with Wilson, Brett Hundley kind of becomes the guy. And Hundley was really not able to keep Green Bay afloat last year when Aaron Rodgers went out. He was not very good in that role. So if you're a Cardinal fan, you look at that and say, if something were to happen to Russell Wilson, the backup plan up there, as it is for most teams in the NFL. Well, Rodgers missed seven games with that fractured right collarbone. Um, but, you know, they weren't able to make the playoffs because Hunley wasn't able to, to, to yep. win them enough. They went 7-9 and nine last year. There is no denying the Arizona Cardinals could use a little wide receiver depth should that include adding Dez Bryant. We'll talk about that coming up here on the Burns and Gambo Show. For a three-year stretch, Dez Bryant was... A force of nature in the National Football League, and nobody denies that. 2012, 2013, 2014, Des Bryant had no fewer than 87 catches in any of those years. He had no fewer than 1,232 yards in any of those years. He was outstanding. Since then, 31 catches, 401 yards. He played nine games. 50 catches, 796. 69 catches, 838. The question of whether Des Bryant even still has something to offer, let alone the troublesome nature of adding that volatile personality to your locker room, makes you not really wonder all that much why Des Bryant has had a hard time finding a job since he's been released by the Dallas Cowboys. He is a headache, and I don't know if the production warrants that headache. Let's be real. I mean, do you think Bryce Butler is a better player than than Des Bryant? No. I, um, do you think that Chad Williams is a better player? Uh, no. No. I mean, I just Des is probably better than some of the guys the Cardinals are going to keep. Yes. But not worth it. Yes. Okay, like Trent Sherfield, he's a better wide receiver, but Trent Sherfield's a good special teams player. You know, Des is. I mean, Des Bryant's a very experienced, you know, wide receiver. Could probably should be able to help somebody. He's not. He's not. He's a shell of his former self. He's not the same player. 
Um, but but a, a, a gamble point, if I could, for just a second. Yeah. Is 70% of peak Des Bryant better than 100% of Bryce Butler? Is should be. Right. I mean, it should be. Yeah, and I'm not saying this as an advocate for the Cardinals to go sign him because there are clearly other factors at play when you're dealing with Des Bryant. I mean, just YouTube all the times, the sideline blow-ups, and you'll see why you got to think twice about adding somebody like that to your roster. Um, but but that's I, I think that's kind of a gamble point is that, you know, Des Bryant at 70% of his best is still probably better than 100% probably, Bryce Butler. Probably, but not worth it. 100% of Chad Williams. Sure, but probably not worth the, the time and the aggravation and the headaches and having to deal with bringing this guy in for one year. And, you know, you might be looking to develop some of these other players. I, I You know, you might, you just might feel like, you know what, we got David Johnson could catch passes, Fitzgerald could catch passes, Christian Kirk could catch passes. We're going to run Chase Edmonds and TJ Logan a little bit and throw some balls to them. Bryce Butler's a big body. You know, we kind of like him. Uh, J.J.'s a deep threat if they keep J.J. Nelson. I mean, they might just be looking at it like it's it's not worth bringing him into the wide receiver room. It's not. Uh, the reason we're bringing this up, there's a couple reasons. Number one, uh, I saw the story on revengeofthebirds.com website that covers the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, my Bookie is a website, an online wagering site. Uh, they have the Arizona Cardinals as 6-1 to one odds to get Des Bryant. Those are the fifth best odds of any team in the NFL. The Browns are first at 3-1. to one. Patriots, Jags are both four to one. The Seahawks are five to one, and then the Cardinals at six to one. Uh, and then something our colleague Ron Wolfley, and I don't know if he said it this morning on the show or if it was just something he put on social media, because um, I didn't hear him say it this morning. He had a suggestion when it comes to Des Bryant, and it's not a bad idea. No, it's not terrible. No, it's. I mean, it's. You know, it's, it, it's. I just don't know if they'll if they're going to do it or not. Wolf's idea: bring Des in for, and I'm reading right from his Twitter account. Bring Des in for a visit and have Larry walk him through the building. If he acts like he's the man, thank him and send him on his way. If he shows sincere deference to the legend, try to sign him. He'd look good in big red. Just don't know if he would be on his best behavior trying to get signed. And, you know, for one day he, you know, shows you, uh, you know, a side of him that's not really him. I mean, you know. I'd be concerned with that too. Uh, you know that that's possible on a thing. That's not, listen. It's not crazy to bring him in for a visit and see where where, where where's your mind, what's it like, what's your attitude, how much money do you want, all of that stuff. Look, the Cardinals. I highly doubt that the Cardinals are going to sign uh, Des Bryant. Okay, I highly doubt it. Um, you never say never to something like that, but I don't expect it. I don't see it. I I I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think they'll look for a wide receiver maybe somewhere else. That Maybe they get one, maybe they don't. I think there's other priorities like offensive line and defensive end that will take precedent, maybe linebacker. Um, so I don't expect them to get Des Bryant. But I do think if you said to me, do I think that Des Bryant is a better receiver than whoever, the, however their fifth and sixth wide receiver is going to be? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he should be. I mean, he should be. He's Des Bryant. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great wide receivers of this era. He should be better, at, even at his age. And, and slowing down, he should still be better than some of the guys they have, but not worth the headache that he comes with being a prima donna type of wide receiver. School, hey, go hey ahead. like you said earlier, I don't want to bring this up, like you said earlier, 
Why is Dallas not bringing him back? Yeah. They don't got any wide receivers Dallas, over there. Dallas' wide receivers are, are thinner than the Cardinals Alan are. Hearns missed 11 games the last two years because of injury. Look at Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley? last year. Yeah. And his, his the production got cut down in half last year. I mean, why is Dallas let it, Why does Dallas not want him? Yeah. And they, and because, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. And, and they are very familiar with Des Bryant, and they, they probably hold him in a little bit of contempt because of how difficult he is to deal with. Now, Darren Woodson. Last week said that he believes Des Bryant still has a lot to offer. I still think Des has a lot more in. I still, as, just in watching him and watching him, you know what burns inside of him. He can't. He wants to compete at every level. Sometimes it gets to the point with Des where you understand that he wants to compete, but there's little things that he has to do. There's the little things, the little adjustments that he has to be. He has to be better, better in the locker room. He's got to be better, better at getting being there on time. Okay, he has to be better in the locker room. He has to be better at being on time. I, that's probably what Sean Lee was referring to on July 27th when he said this about Des Bryant's. I love Des, and I, and I want the best for him. Um, you know, to be honest, we we did butt heads because I wanted Des to be more accountable to this team and his teammates. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of the team felt that way. Um, I think he needs to look at himself and hold himself accountable. I mean, wow. I yeah. mean, is, 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 is there any stronger statement, statement about not signing Des Bryant than Sean Lee? No. Man, he's got to hold himself accountable. Like the, me, I'm, I'm not saying it's just me. The rest of the team felt the same way. Mm-hmm. He's a me-me guy. He's a selfish guy. He's all about him. You, not worth it. you got a rookie coach. A rookie coach. First time he's coaching. Don't give him the headache that Des Bryant. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Join us along with Fries for the Zero Hunger Donation Drive benefiting St. Vincent to Paul. Text zero to six twenty six twenty. Not the number, but the word Z E R O to six two zero six two zero. And Fries will match donations up to fifty thousand dollars through this Friday. Also, the first five hundred people to donate twenty five dollars or more will receive a pair of D backs tickets. Again, that's zero Z E R O. To six two zero six two zero. I mentioned earlier I was going to give you a lollipop yeah. for coming up with your Cardinals fifty three man roster, yep. taking a shot at it. One of our fine listeners brought us a bag of Tootsie Roll pops. Tootsie Roll, <laughs> give me a lollipop. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to give you one of these Tootsie Roll right now. What flavor do you want? You want? Uh, I don't even. I haven't had a Tootsie Roll. Purple, in orange, red, or like chocolate. Chocolate. I'll yeah, get chocolate. chocolate. All right, there you go. Get chocolate. Chocolate. All right, chocolate right, Tootsie. I, I just gave you a lollipop. What's that? What's that? Isn't there a song Tootsie Roll? My Tootsie Roll. <laughs> I, I don't know. Come you know, on. I, I must not be hip and hop if I don't know what it is. I must, I must not be. There's a song with Tootsie Roll in it. The tootsie Diamondbacks roll. are in a brutal playoff race. When is Tori Lovello going to ride these horses to the finish line? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.